Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we've got some uh, interesting uh, teases happening out in the world of Sony about a live-action Miles Morales movie. Uh, that would be awesome on the heels of the Spider-Verse. It's very exciting. And also, speaking of Spider-Verse, after all the feedback and talk, we're going to do a spoiler section where I'm going to spoil Miles Morales' new movie, Across the Spider-Verse, for Miss Ashley Coffin, so I can tell her all the neat little tidbits that were in it, because she won't go see it, you know? All that right after this. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Ashley Coffin. Ashley, how are you, my friend? I am fabulous. How are you, Matt? I'm really, really good. You are really good. You've had a good week. I've had a great week. I've had a... um, Really, really awesome week with, uh, still working on this whole house buying process, but I found one that I really, really love and we're trying to make it happen. Um, so it's, it's a process and it's scary, but I, I, uh, we, we've talked about this other episodes, but yeah, it's just like really, really exciting to like, I, I had put offers on other ones that ended up falling through, but all of those, I was like, you know, I was nervous about it, but I wasn't like this one i was so scared it wouldn't like they wouldn't accept my offer like i was yeah. so scared to get be- out like beat out or something i love it's cutthroat out there it is not yeah. normal the things that are happening with the housing market and the apartment market it it's a mess yeah it, it, it is it is um but this one is just so particularly my what i want and what i need and like it's i want it so bad so i just want it yeah. so bad i can taste it and just been tr- <laughs> trying so hard to to get it um and uh we we got we got it it just now I got to get the inspections and all that stuff. So this will be the third time I've gone through this process. And like, yeah, yeah. I'm nervous. It's, that it's such an emotional again. roller coaster feeling. Cause like, you're like, Oh, they accepted my offer. I got it. This is my house now. And then, and then, and then, and then yep. all of a sudden you don't. And then you're like, I have to start all over again. And that was in a month. And it's so crazy. Yeah. It's a it's month emotionally draining. You pay money <laughs> for your, uh, inspections and stuff. So like you end up like, every time. Yeah. Like losing money every time you go through it. It's like, phew. So and not a little bit of money. Yeah, not a little bit of money. So, um, patreon.com slash MCU cast. Yeah, please. Let's say I'm going through the same thing. <laughs> but we didn't buy a house, but we finally we were renting a house because it's time it's uh yeah, time to go. It's time to move to the country, and I'm very excited and terrified about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm excited for it. We're both kind of doing this at the same time. Like Yeah. Yeah, the, the, my rent was raising to about the price of what a house would be to rent uh in the burbs or a little out Oof. of the burbs more in the country and i was like let's just do it what's mm-hmm. it gonna be like it has a huge yard i've never had a deck so but it's so scary like you just you start to think about things that you never thought about before and, and freak yourself out and it's it's so unhealthy but it's mm-hmm. also you have to think about these things but yeah. it's such a weird balance of emotions it is it is because yeah like, moving forward is always like exciting and scary basically mm-hmm. in anything but this is just, like an extreme version of that it's like the this huge deal of your life you know um, yeah. but that's not why we're here today it isn't thanks for letting us vent people <laughs> yeah yeah thank you <laughs> um so we got a little bit of news and it's you know it's, it wasn't very big or it's kind of coded but it is great cool news and that is that the producers of spider-man over at sony are discussing and hinting at the idea of a live-action Miles Morales movie. Good for that. I'm. Um, uh, I hope that they work with Marvel on it. Is it just Sony who's doing it? We don't. There's no details. There's nothing yet at all. Um, I would really hope that they would, you know, continue their Spider-Man deal. I mean, we still don't know for sure 
if Tom Holland's next Spider-Man stuff is going to be in the MCU. Like, there's a lot of yeah. speculation that that's why they did the whole, hey, everyone forgot who he is, so now he can, like, go on and do other stories and oh. then not be connected, you know? Yeah. I don't love that, but, I mean... Yeah, me neither. I, oh. <laughs> oh. For those who have seen Across the Spider-Verse already, they will know uh, so, some interesting tidbits. Um, and we did an episode here in the feed uh, about, like, possible connections to the MCU in a uh, in across the Spider-Verse which oh, um, cool. some pretty interesting stuff. I'll tell you off cast cuz I don't want to spoil it for okay. people people tuning into this episode. Um but there's some there's some cool stuff that maybe uh connections to the MCU directly right there in the movie. So it's really it's really neat. It seems like they're at least uh trying to make the multiverses be in the same multiverse or whatever, you know. Yeah, that's well, I mean I we like we always said that's what's the multiverse is forced so they can actually tie all these people in. So mm-hmm. just keep doing it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's just neat to see like the animated world of uh, into the spider verse and across the spider verse, like s- see that sort of uh, possible merging of the multiverses in that way. It's really <laughs> just kind of neat. Just kind of neat. I mean, we saw in Dr. Strange uh, mom, who they go through an animated universe. So oh, it, yeah. ma- it makes sense that that uh, could all be the same. You did it before me. Dang. <laughs> I did it. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think this is a great idea. Um, it's kind of hard to talk about it without spoiling some things from the movie. This newest one, everybody says that they're loving it, which is great. I guess the big question is, you know, if, if these multiverses are connected and they do a uh, connection to Miles Morales in the multiverse, um, will it be the version from the cartoon you know what i mean well, it's like maybe when he comes through to our universe he turns into a real boy yeah exactly exactly <laughs> or they could just you know have it have it uh represented that way or they could make a like it, we're getting to that point where you really could make a sequel to a cartoon or an animated version and have it be a live action version it's, it's yeah that's cool pretty crazy pretty crazy i'll watch it then yeah <laughs> <laughs> i i really think you'll you'd like this uh Especially this new one. I will tell you. I'll tell you secrets of Talk it. Talk to me about it after, after the cast, and then you'll 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 that you will definitely be interested in. Okay, uh, we're just gonna dive into some feedback. How about it? Let's do it. All right, all right. Up first, we have Matthew Davis. Says hi, Matt, Ashley, and Jeff. Making this short since the casting isn't official, uh, but seems like that's just a formality. Adam Driver may do better as Reed than some people fear. People keep mentioning him as Dr. Doom, but if you just consider Reed and Doom as opposite sides of the same coin, then it may not be hard to see him as Reed as well. I love Adam Driver, and I can absolutely see him as like the the dorky, hot Reed Richards of my fantasies, so I'm totally cool with it. I just wanted him in the movie, but he's just so commanding. As do- like Doctor Doom's such a powerful, not really mm. evil, but I don't know. He can I, sometimes. I don't know. I like the that villains. Voice. <laughs> yeah, that voice just makes him feel like Doom to me. But like, yeah, it just but makes we've him, already yeah. seen it. Kind of. I don't exactly, know. I don't exactly. put a mask over his face, so I'm okay with that. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> uh, Matthew continues. I keep thinking of Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, so it's hard to picture her as Sue. Um, I don't know much about Paul Mescal, so I'll hold off. On an opinion, um, David Diggs as Ben Grimm. Huh. He was great in Hamilton, and I really hope he does a great job as the thing. Uh, ben deserves it. 
Also, if you haven't seen it, watch 1994's Fantastic Four's movie sometime. Yes, it's low budget, uh, but it's got a lot of heart, which is what the new movie needs. Interesting. Like, is that hmm. the 94 one? Is like, it's not the one with like, gosh, hold on. <laughs> is it like the Corman one? I don't know. Uh, but I can talk about Paul Mescal because he yeah, was please. actually nominated for an Oscar last year for his performance in After Sun, which was a very good movie. Um, and I did, he has range in that. He, you know, he's playing, um, it's like a dad who's taking his, an absentee dad who's also like a drug addict and a drunk taking his daughter on like a vacation. Uh, and that's hmm. why I'll leave it there. It is high drama, but he, he did stand out and like he was, you know, just up for the Oscars. So that's pretty cool. And he's also not really a known. And you know how I, I always say like with these kind of roles, I like when they create superstars from people who have talent by putting them in these roles. So I love that they're, you know, grabbing someone like him instead of like, I don't know, you, you know, someone more, someone more famous, like the Margot Robbie's or the uh, right, yeah. Adam Drivers. For sure. And I, I love Margot Robbie so much that in my head, like when I picture Sue Storm, I can see her being Margot Robbie because she's gorgeous. You know, she has great acting um, range. So I think she could do it. It's just going to be hard to kind of, she's been around a lot in a lot of things recently. So uh, it will really be a show of her acting if she can completely have us see Sue Storm and none of the other characters that she's played recently. Her as Sue sounds strange to me. But, like, I am all on board. Basically, anything Rob- Robbie wants to do, I'm on board for. Yeah. Barbie, babe. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, w- I will be going to see Barbie. Uh, Me be- too. Because of her, mostly. Like, I'm just such so a, goss- a Daddy Goss fan, too. Oh, yeah. I can't yeah. wait to see him. And it's Ken, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you Ken. You know what's um, funny? I was watching The Gray Man the other day for the five millionth time, you know, the Chris Evans, Ryan Gosling movie. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why, like, I put it on in the background when I'm doing stuff. So I can just stop and be like, ooh. Um, <laughs> just look up He calls time. him he, when he's hiding behind the bench scene when it's like all the cops have like descended upon Ryan Gosling. And, and Chris uh, Evans is like, kill that Ken doll. He's, you know, tied to a bench. And I was like, oh, look at that. Life imitated, like meta. Is that meta? I don't know. I'm too uh, old to know yeah, what that means. It's meta. But I was like, <laughs> I wonder if they knew he was going to be Ken at that point. Like you start thinking about how long it takes to make movies and casting. I just thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh, who's the last guy for Ben Grimm? I don't think I heard about that. What was the name? Oh, David Diggs. Um, he played uh, Thomas Jefferson in Hamilton, and he's been oh, in a few. He's th- in a lot. Though, yeah, right? yeah. He's been in a few things since then. He's really, really, really good. Oh yes, yes, yes. He was in uh, Wonder. Okay, I haven't seen that, but uh, I see. I think his voice. I can, he has like a bit of gravel in his voice that I think will be mm-hmm. work really well for Ben Grimm. Interesting. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Love it. I'm fine with that cast. Yeah. <laughs> Up next, we have Brittany Dovner says, Good day, Matt, Jeff, and Ashley. Uh, I'm a longtime listener and fan of the cast listening in, the, in from Australia. Not to be confused with Austria. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We got that a little confused last week. Um, did first, we? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we definitely did. It was very funny. Um, I remember all the, ter- yeah, the, the Arnold. Okay, I remember. Yep, yep. <laughs> First, I want to say thank you for the incredible insights and community you have forged. You guys are incredible. That's very kind of you, Brittany. Thank you. Um, 
I love that every time I go back to watch a Marvel movie, I see and learn something new. Like, did everyone know that the gatekeeper for the Soul Stone is the Red Skull? Question mark, question mark. Uh, I'm writing in because none of my mates seem to care. <laughs> Many needing Marvel history lesson uh, to even see any connection. I can't get enough of this cast and the weekly multiverse news. Love you 3000, my fellow nerds, Brittany. Oh, thanks, Brittany. That's, that's awesome. And yes, Brittany, that's like what this cast is all about is like, a community of people that also care, like because so <laughs> yeah. like uh, we we ca- we call ourselves Stranded Panda here on uh, at this network because uh, we all kind of feel like rare uh, kinds of geeks, and we're all kind of stranded without each other. And this network is a place where we all come and like talk to other freaks like us, basically that care <laughs> immensely about the fact that Red Skull is the keeper of the Soul Stone. <laughs> it's a big deal. It's such a big deal. <laughs> I have a lot of questions about it, but it's still a big deal. <laughs> well, and that's what that's what makes it so cool. Is like you start having those discussions, and you're like, "Man, I like want to have every." I like you start thinking of all the iterations of how this could have happened, and yeah, like what or it means. the fact that we didn't get to see Steve Rogers take the Soul Stone back, exactly, and li- like, yeah. how dare you n- keep that from us? <laughs> how yeah, dare you, Russos? Yeah, but it also gives us that like. I get to imagine it. I yeah, guess. we all get to imagine our version of that interaction when he takes the Sultan back. Um, it's, it's really cool. It's really, really freaking cool. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> I just always want more Steve Rogers. Oh, me too. And maybe one day. I miss him so much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, up next, we have Michael Olaf says, hi, Ashley and her followers. Hi, Michael. (laughs) Just listening to your feedback podcast talking about bad cinema experiences, and it made me think how differently it is in the UK. We basically sit in silence apart from laughing and the odd uh, post-cry sniff. (laughs) (laughs) Is it uh, proper rowdy in the US cinema? I'm not sure if it would annoy me not being able to hear every word, but I mean, I get annoyed by people eating popcorn, so I think it's me that's the issue. Uh, Love you all (laughs) so much and feel like uh, you are my close friends. Hit me up if you ever in Yorkshire. Nice. Uh, Ha, uh, just got to when Ashley mentions UK using proper, (laughs) and (laughs) and I just used it in this email. Uh, That's proper funny. Michael. <laughs> it's very funny. Nice. I love when people do what I used to do was I would have like when the episode would start, I would have my email open <laughs> so that I could kind of go along with what was going on. And then like I would read over it and take out stuff I didn't need, but like I needed to make sure all of my thoughts were very clear. <laughs> and that's I would so do funny. it while I was listening. Yeah, that's so funny. Um <laughs> it's definitely fun when people do that. Sometimes these people just don't give me enough context because I'm like, because they're li- listening in the moment. So it feels so like Yes, like that's this why you happening. have to go back and reread what you have and make sure like like I like I did and just kind of edit it up. Yeah, absolutely. Be, be manic about it. Like, I am in everything in my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, Michael, uh, it's it's not. It doesn't. It's not like it was for the last few movies of the Infinity Saga. Yeah. In general, theaters aren't rowdy. Like, it's not like a thing. I mean, there are some movies. There's some types of movies where things get pretty rowdy. It just depends. I sent him a YouTube video of, like, a compilation of the Avengers Right. Uh, yeah. When Thor arrived in Wakanda, I was like, "This is how it can get." <laughs> yeah, but that's like 
the extreme case. Yeah. Um, and it's both. That's like, when it was the most fun. Yeah. It's like the most fun. And it also can be kind of annoying if you really want to hear every word like I do. So um, yeah. it can be, it can be a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. That's why you go see it like three times. You go yeah. see it at like 11 o'clock the next day so you can catch the, the, the dialogue you didn't exactly. get at like 11 in the you afternoon. Gotta, you got to get that matinee with no one sitting in there. I love it. Mm-hmm. You want to hit this next one? Okay. So we have Ram Sanchez. <laughs> Pronounced just like pickup truck animal or computer memory. (laughs) Hi, MCU cast. First, let me say the obligatory first time, long time. However, it really has been a long time. I'm happy to say I started listening since day one in 2014 with the first Guardians of the Galaxy film. Whoa. I graduated. Yeah, that's a good job, man. Wow, that's crazy. Crazy, Ram. Thank you. I graduated. Yeah. I graduated high school that year, and I remember starting my first job and listening to episode recaps of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. during my workday, and can still say you are all in my ears during a lot of my workdays now, too. I remember tuning into every episode since then, keeping up with live Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. coverage, (laughs) all of the Netflix shows, and every other temple moment that has made the MCU and this podcast what it is today. Thank you for everything you have given us, listeners. It has truly been an amazing ride. Oh, here we go. The addition of Ashley was such a breath of fresh air, and the three of you really round out the fun dynamic. I love when all of you are on the episode together, but I also think it's fun and old school when it's just Jeff and Matt. I've decided to finally write in after all these years and say hello now that the chapter of Guardians, as we know them, is about to come to a close. It just felt right and poetic to write in knowing that I started this journey with you after the first film, and we have now reached this milestone. Keep up the great work. Also, I fully support Ashley's feelings on Mom and the Scarlet Witch. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Ram. Ram, thank you, man. Uh, for real. really great. <sighs> See, this is the kind of thing, it's, it's crazy. Like, you know, we get to know some people in the Stranded Panda chat, and like, when we do our lives and stuff like that. Um, but it's crazy when I, you know, talk to someone like this for the first time who has been listening since the beginning. It's just like, yeah, oh, it's like nine years you've been hanging out, but like, it's just been the one way communication, you know? Um, and so it's always just, it's crazy to think how many people there are might be out there like that, you know, that have been listening to us for years and we don't even have that interaction with, you know? So yeah. thank you for reaching out. Right, right in makes, everybody who's, yeah. you know, we want to talk to you. We love it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And uh, and it is a um, sad day, the close of the Guardians chapter that really kicked this whole podcast off. So it is. It was sad and beautiful. Yep. It's it's kind of like what we're going through. Any change and endings of one thing and going on to another is scary. Absolutely. And fun and and emotional. <laughs> yeah, and that like movement is what makes life like meaningful and Im- makes things important. But like it uh it also is just downright scary. <laughs> yes. And uh, and and weird. I mean like I I seriously thinking about even the MCU like this this podcast is such an important thing to me and like such a big part of my life. Um yeah. and so like when I think about like the the MCU changing so much and having completely new sets of characters and people I don't know as much and stuff like that like I'm like it's changing it's changing. I know. It's so hard to not be, you know, you know, Clint Eastwood about it like, "No, get off my lawn. This like no change. Like I need it to be this. I need my music to sound like this cuz like we were watching Infinity War the other day and I'm like, God damn it. I don't love anything as much as I love this." <laughs> you know. Right. Yeah. Except for Multiverse of Madness. 
Right. And and nostalgia will always get us there, you know, like it's just a different kind of thing. It's an added layer. Yeah. We can always go back. Nothing lasts forever. I'm sure some great song said that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, I guess uh, I'm going to hit a couple of these uh, voicemails. If Let's that do it. All right. Here we got a voicemail here. And here we go. Hello, you beautiful embarrassment. Uh, it's Trent here, Canada Panda. Um, Matt and Ashley were talking feedback a few episodes ago. I'm way behind. About Hulk talking to the Ancient One and that timeline uh, because of Loki, it was pruned. But my theory is at the end of Loki, when Sylvie kills uh, He Who Remains, uh, he says everything is out of time. There's, there is no time. Everything happens at once. So in my theory, all those timelines that were previously pruned would have just resumed from where they were pruned. Therefore, all those timelines are currently existing and whether or not they create incursions like um, uh, Reed Richards was talking about and Mom or not, you know, I, I believe all of those um, timelines just kept on carrying on from the time they were originally pruned. Um, anyway, I don't know if that's been said or thought about or that's the collective agreement. Anyway, love you guys. Um, yeah, have a good one. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Trent, definitely the Canadian panda. Thanks. Yeah, I loved absolutely. It. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> and uh, Trent, Trent's been uh, been around and listening, and a patron, I believe, for a very, very long time. Woo! Um, so thank you, Trent. Um, and uh, yeah, I uh, think Ex- explain it to me. What so do you mean? I think he's saying that like the timelines that Fort previously would continue once he who remains is dead, which is possible. Oh, but it creates weird things like. The fact that Loki was removed from his timeline and then his timeline was pruned. So I think his timeline, for for the logic of it to make sense, that has to have happened. So the pruning that has happened to create this version of the TVA that we see uh-huh. has to have happened up until now. And it is possible that very like the a universe that is this very similar to the one that we're talking about does exist and will continue to exist. But I think the versions that uh, originally were pruned are gone. Okay. It's kind of like saying two things that mean, like saying two different things that end up in the same place, I guess. Like it it is very possible that all those universes that we were talking about do still exist um, either because they uh, have been recreated in some way or because they, um, you know, uh, still still persist after the pruning process. Okay. Huh. But it creates some logic problems if the people who are taken out of their timeline, like the TVA itself, right? Like, is mm-hmm. all people who were variants from pruned timelines, they, we find out halfway through the season. So, right. since they are all there, they were all still removed from their timelines to be there. 
So the actual timeline they're from was pruned at some point, but time means nothing. So it's kind of impossible to it, it cause an effect becomes ah. tricky. <laughs> yeah, I gotta go. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Okay. So okay. So you couldn't do it because then they would be existing in a re-popped up timeline if that happened, if he dies, or does everybody go back to their own timeline? I wouldn't think everyone goes back because we see them uh, all still at the TVA. Um, so uh, if anything, either it's a different timeline and those, there's a version of them there, or okay. if what Trent thinks is tr- might be true is like the timeline continues on from where it was pruned, then it's possible it exists and they've just been removed from it. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, I that don't know. would be nicer. At least the timeline they could go back, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's a hopeful scenario. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I don't, I do love every time bring these people send these in because I do like to listen to you talk about it. But I start, I'm like, I am so confused. But I do, like, you sound smart and you sound like you know <laughs> what you're talking about. And I can't follow it. Like, I was really trying to listen. I was like, okay, okay, okay. I fake it well. Listen, listen. To his first. And I was like, okay, explain it to me. It's so I don't do time travel well. Man, I love time travel. But I like to hear you. Su- I like to hear you talk about it. Oh, thank you. Thank as you. long as I'm not trying, like I'm not really trying to understand it. <laughs> uh, I wish I could be better for the people. Like I'm sure Jeff no, on YouTube would no. probably got another. You know, one of our our favorites. Yeah. <laughs> I just need to hear to be like, stop fighting. <laughs> <laughs> well, they can always go back to the first episode of Loki and hear me and Jeff fight. Yeah, I just feel, I'm always like, God, I don't have anything to say here because I still don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> well, the cool thing is we are, uh, I'm excited. Oh, I meant to mention a minute ago, uh, somebody mentioned how they uh, they liked having you on and, and liked when me and Jeff have episodes and the three of us together. We are starting to do weekly episodes with Jeff now on Wednesday nights. So, uh, and I'm hoping that Ash will be able to join sometimes. I know. Yeah, it's, I, I will it's be late able to for t- her. hop on every once in a while. That'll be great. Yeah, it's late for her, but like she should be able to hop on more often. And, uh, and if nothing else, during uh, Secret Invasion, hopefully we'll all get together. Oh yeah, we have a lot of stuff coming up that we're gonna really. Yeah. Be front and center for. I'm excited. I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, okay, we got another voicemail here. What's happening, Ashley? What's happening, Matt? What's happening, Jeff? Hope you're all okay. Ryan from the UK. Just going to give you my quick little review or my thoughts on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. All in all, very impressed. Didn't think I'd enjoy it as much as I did. I was low-key, not really looking forward to this. Was going to go and see it. I'm normally a see a Marvel on opening day kind of guy. But for some reason, I didn't get to this until a week after it came out. Avoided all spoilers and did pretty well. So went in not knowing really what was going on. Like everybody else, thought someone major was going to die. Personally, thought it was going to be Drax. Now I look back and after watching the movie, glad that they didn't. Very smart of them to basically troll us all and have everybody thinking that they were going to... To be fair, they didn't say it, but we kind of assumed it. But to have everybody thinking that someone was going to die and they didn't. So I was very surprised at the end of that when I got to the end of the movie and found, oh, damn, everybody's here. So fair play to James Gunn and the way he tells a story is one of a kind. And Marvel have got to look at themselves and go, damn, you know, you jumped the gun way too quick with that sacking of James Gunn. What could have been if they didn't sack him? How long ago we would have got these Christmas special and Guardians 2 and Guardians 3 and, you know, and then he would have stayed on for more projects. I'm, I'm sure of it. But listen, 
I am low-key kind of looking forward to some of the stuff he's doing at DC. Not really a DC guy, but I think he'll, he'll change it all up. So, anyway, don't want to get into that. This is an MC show. All in all, I enjoyed the movie. Really, really pleased with what they did. How they kind of say, not trolled us, but how they kind of fooled us all thinking someone was going to die and they didn't. So, yeah, looking forward to what's going to happen. Uh, I can't wait to see the new Guardians, as in the new team, in a couple of years. Um, I'm happy that the way that Drax is left and the way that... Um, the way that Gamora's left and stuff like that, I'm, I'm cool with it. I'm perfectly cool with it. So, yeah, all in all, well done. Guardians of the Galaxy 3, good film. Oh, just a quick little note for you guys. I think a couple of weeks ago someone messaged in. They were talking about how big Groot was. I think they were from the UK, and I think they said hench. So that means, like, a really big guy. Like So he'll be, like, building out, like, working out and stuff like that. So if I saw my mate and he'd been working out for months, I'd be like, damn, bro, you put on some weight. You're hench now, you know? So... That's how we do it over in the UK. So, yeah, just a little UK tutorial over here from Ryan. Anyway, guys, thanks for all the stuff you give out. And, uh, yeah, take care. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> love that, Ryan. I love the uh, uh, the hinge tutorial there. Um, I love it. Yeah, we learn so much from our do, listeners. We do. Um, we need to. Uh, I need to go over there and, like, hang out for a few oh, months we, and get a little we more need immersed. To. Yeah, We dude. really need to go to London. There's just... Or, or England, like we need to like where in the middle everybody is closest. We'll be there. <laughs> yeah, it, it's 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 fun because because of this podcast and because of the network, I do know a lot of people over there, and some of mm-hmm. some of them are like you know some are people that just like listen and I've heard them write in or whatever. But there's people that I talk to on like a really regular basis that I know from from the cast and stuff. And so it's just yeah. kind of neat to like it'd be really neat to like go over to Europe and just be able to kind of hop around and like hang out with pandas over there. Like <laughs> like I don't know if we have a concentration enough to like have a big meetup i mean we could probably at least have a meetup i don't know but like yeah, it would just be fun sure. to like go hit the pubs with a few friends over there because we just know them from this stuff you know um mm-hmm. yeah but i'd love that i i really want to do a good panda con someday um and get, london base get all these people together you know make everybody come <laughs> london base would be awesome but like anywhere really um maybe maybe do, we, we've talked about it but maybe 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 one day uh maybe one day um, hmm. man, Ryan's thoughts about James Gunn, <laughs> like I love it, I love it, but like it's, it is so Marvel did so did themselves so wrong. Absolutely, they followed they followed the herd with that, and they messed up the mm-hmm. time. A hundred percent, and it's really really a bummer that like they've lost him to this. Uh, this thing that I love has lost one of its best people, and it's just you know we're, we're, it was at, it's at a juncture where it didn't need to lose any more people. <laughs> um, yes, you know the <laughs> yes, Russos have stepped back. Um, Joss Whedon's It's like Rocket gone. and Infinity War. Like, well, I could lose a lot, you know. Yeah. Disney, if you fire him, I could lose a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, I, and and I just don't, I don't feel like we have the stable. <laughs> we don't have a stable stable right now. You know, right. of directors. But I am, like we keep saying, I am excited for what he does at DC because it's not like I don't love all of those characters. I just oh, don't love sure. the movies that they've been, like, uh, even that's not true. Like, I enjoy pretty much everything that they put out. I mean, I didn't love Aquaman, but I can watch Jason Momoa. I could just mute that movie and then I'm cool with it. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I freaking love um, so much of the DC stuff. We've been, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if we've mentioned it here, on Binger's Assemble, uh, we're covering uh, Batman and Batman Returns. In pro- I don't count that as DCEU. Oh, I don't right? either. Well, yeah. I don't either, but um, I'm just talking about DC in general. Um, 
I love uh, so much DC stuff. It's just got us talking over there on Bingers Assemble about all the DC stuff we love yeah. and stuff. And we got the guys from DC on screen to come on. And um, it's just been a blast talking about DC. Like, I love, I just love Batman, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, we just did Lost Boys on um, uh, Bill and Ash's Terror Theory coming out probably within a week or two. And that's Joel Schumacher. So I love Joel Schumacher. I always have. And that's why Batman Forever, like, holds a very special place in my part, my heart. Like, I don't think that. I think that movie gets a lot more hate, and I'm excited to hear what you guys think about it because that's going to be your next one. Did you do Batman Returns yet? No, we're actually we did Batman Returns. Um, it's not up yet, but uh, we did Batman Returns. We're not doing the other two. We're not doing the Joel Schumacher. Oh, ones. you should at least do Batman Forever. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, you I, should. I, I, well, we might. We might. We're doing this one specifically. I'll do it with you. Okay, I, I'm I'm down to cover like basically any Batman, but like the reason we're doing this is specifically because we wanted to cover did the I two. Did I say ba- Batman Forever? Sorry. Uh, we're, we're just trying to cover the two Michael Keaton movies uh, be, because he's coming back. Um, and we're sort of, we sort of like talked about, we're like, okay, we're, we, we all kind of consider the, the Keaton movies their own universe, you know, like. They are 100%. Yeah. That's the Burton universe. Yeah. The Schumacher stuff gets like much weirder and much. Uh, uh, yeah, that's not true. Weirder is not, weirder is not what I meant. Um, <laughs> no, it gets a lot more colorful. It does. It gets a lot campier. Yeah. Like, oh. Like. Burton somehow walks the line between like having these big, huge characters doing big, huge scenery chewing, but somehow it doesn't cross the line to camp exactly. Like, right. there's some scenes that are definitely campy, but like overall, it still feels it just feels more grounded than the Schumacher stuff. I think. Yeah, that's why Batman Returns is like my absolute favorite Batman. Interesting. Uh, we covered it on. Uh, Matthew Fox's cast. I believe it's superhero ethics, probably. And uh, yeah, like if you want to hear my thoughts about that, I it's my absolute favorite Batman movie. It's that's awesome. It's the best. It's the best of all of them. And I like it because Batman takes the backstage. Like, get back there. Oh wait, people are gonna write in and give us a one star. I don't care. Batman takes like backstage, and the two villains are at the forefront. You know how I feel about villains. Yeah, well, I love villains. I, I mean, that's funny that you say that. I actually think part of the problem with that movie is that there's not. An- there's no, there's not a good Batman story in it. It's just about the villains, which is good. Like the, the villain stories are good, and I really like them. But like, there is no Batman. Like I said, this movie would have felt better to me if it was called Catwoman because it, like, it is <laughs> yeah. Catwoman's story. Like starts with you know, like her, her creation, and it moves on, and then the end. She kind of is the one that like fights the bad guy at the end. Like mm-hmm. Batman's in it, but she is really the star of the show, and she's not even yeah. really. She's a anti-hero, if anything. She's not really a bad mm-hmm. guy. That's why I love her. Yeah. I love Michelle Pfeiffer's version of Catwoman. Me too. We, one of the things we talked about on uh, our Batman Returns cast, it's not out yet, spoiler alert, um, <laughs> for, for our podcast about a movie from 30 years ago. Shh. <laughs> Say that. I know, right? It does not feel right. Shh. One of the things we talked about is... Uh, like how we really wish they'd bring Michelle Pfeiffer back, like for this this cameo, like a cameo, uh, hanging out in the Bat Cave or something, or like it's just something, uh, yeah. Like if if we got to see just a moment of him still chasing Catwoman after all these years, or or them working together is one of the things we kept talking about because like they, at the end of the <laughs> yeah. movie they're they're pretty uh, they're pretty friendly. I love her. She, yeah, she's she's like I could go with you in your big mansion, but I just couldn't live with myself. I'm like I. Totally understand that girl, and she has the best freak out in any like movie history. See, but I digress. I love. I'm. I wish you'd been there because I loved all that stuff. But most of the guys thought all that was all over the top or whatever. And I no, I, it's the I best. It. That's yeah. so Tim Burton, and it's so like 
you just got murdered and then brought back by cats. How do you think you're going to feel? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're not going to like pink anymore. I'll tell you that. Man, we have a lot of conversations. I It was a, real, it was a lot of fun. We had a really fun cast the other morning. Um, we just had a lot of conversations about what really happened to her. Like, you know, like, did she die? Or did she not die? When she gets bit on the fingers, and I'm like, oh, you fall out of a building, all you got to do is get a cat bite. Yeah. A like, what if she bite. got bit by possums? Yeah. I think me, me and <laughs> me and Jay Scotty just had the, uh, our, our theory was, ba- I'm, I'm spoiling all of Binger's Assemble now, but um, uh, the, uh, uh, we, we, our theory is just that, like, she's just a little brain damaged. Like, that's all it is. Like, she's, <laughs> oh, she no, didn't actually I don't die. Like that at all. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Cause it, like well, well, brain brain damage gets you nine lives because she definitely dies eight times in that movie. Uh, that's well, each of the deaths aren't really deaths. Like when she falls into kitty litter, one time she falls into you know she falls off that building, but she like hits those awnings on the way down. It's like slow. Yeah, and then through the the glass, uh, I almost through the glass. Uh, what is it? Greenhouse. Yeah, you'd probably die from yeah. that. <laughs> no, I agree. Like, most of those things would, would probably kill you, but, like, not necessarily. Anyway, yeah, like, the nine lives thing we, we were just saying was, like, just more uh, metaphorical. But, like, mm-hmm. uh, but Dave, Dave and them thought differently, so it was kind of fun. It was, it was a fun conversation, like, how we all kind of made the movie work for us or whatever. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, we got another voicemail. Let's hear it. Hey, guys, it's Devin again. My family just saw Guardians 3. And holy cow, that was amazing. I, I don't even know what to say. Giant Groot was epic. When I was crying so much, I just, <laughs> I can't even make words. It was incredible. Like, when Lila was telling Rocket that, it's been your story all along. I was bawling. And oh. I don't know how, but on the show, none of y'all talked about how the intro scroll was just all char- all guardians. It was awesome. And somebody finally said, <laughs> and that's it <laughs> that was a lot of passion that's that like was. i every time in my head when i read the emails that's what i think they all sound like yeah oh <laughs> man you're you're right like i uh i i should uh think about them that way like because I I, I, <laughs> yeah. I I always think about the content but like that's what i love the voicemails is because i can actually hear how people are like expressing themselves how excited you know? they are yeah love it Devin. thank you for writing in um yeah. and uh, agreed <laughs> i i also loved uh you know, hench Groot, because um, we know that we know that word now. We do know that word now. <laughs> I'm educated. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like I was also bawling a lot in the movie. Uh, definitely cried yeah. multiple, multiple times. Um, it was very emotional. What, what is he talking about here? The intro scroll. He said, "Then you all talked about the how the intro scroll." Well, I guess he means like when the Marvel scroll comes up, usually it's all the characters. Oh, it was all oh, of the Guardians this time. The logo intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that was very cool. Very, very mm-hmm. cool. Um, and it's, it's, it was a nice tribute because this is probably the last ride for these five Guardians or six Guardians. So Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Love it. Loved it. Love it. Um, okay. Well, uh, 
Thank you again, Devin. Um, and next... Yeah, great, Devin. Kelly, Kelly McKim says, uh, Hello, MCU cast. I love listening to your cast. I am the only Marvel geek in my circle, and I so enjoy getting to share my thoughts uh, with others that get it. I was just re-watching the Marvel's trailer and wondering if maybe they could work in Shang-Chi somewhere. Um, that doesn't seem to make sense with the plot being mostly in space, but a little cameo would be nice, uh, since we know he is a, at least familiar with Captain Marvel. Uh, maybe the rings could help explain how Kamala's bracelet works. Um, it seems a little far-fetched, but I have really been wanting to see uh, see that since the post credit sequence in Shang-Chi uh, for his story to tie in to the other movies somewhere. I expected him to show up in Mom or Ant-Man. Do you think that he will appear in Armor Wars? Mm. Hmm. Uh, maybe they could be investigating the rings and how they draw their power or something. Hmm. I'm not familiar with him as a comic book character, uh, so I'm not sure uh, what they have done with his character in the past. Just wondering if you could share your thoughts. Uh, I love the more insulated stories, but I'm ready for the crossover now. Uh, thanks for everything you mm -hmm. do, Kelly. Yeah, it is weird. Shang-Chi just hasn't really been anywhere. Yeah, well, no one really has. Have we gotten much of any crossovers um, except for Mom? Mom was big crossover. Right business but hawkeye kind of hawkeye like just brought well yeah yelena yelena mm -hmm. and kingpin uh came into hawkeye so yeah that's a good point um but yeah it's been a very like standalone phase um and i'm i am very much ready i guess falcon winter soldier had a little bit of crossover um she hulk uh had yeah Blonsky. i guess cheetle cheetle showed up yeah, yeah so this is okay. but nothing huge yeah not a lot of huge stuff um i think that we will see shang chi in the marvels like i i i would put like oh, my do? money on it yeah i absolutely oh, cool. do. because the last time we saw him he was uh going to see uh carol danvers and you know uh bruce banner and everybody the wong was talking about what is the power of his bracelet or whatever um, yeah or his rings so, like, I absolutely think, I don't know that he's going to be in this movie, like, fully. Like, I doubt he's going to be, like, a full character in the movie. But I do think he will at least be in a post credit sequence. Interesting. Okay, I hope so. Yeah, it's just, it's time. Like, they, they laid that groundwork for Shang-Chi meeting the, up with them. What was that, like? She pieced out real fast, though. She was like, I don't know. Sorry, can't help. Bye. <laughs> right. Like. Right. But I have a feeling whatever magics are involved with the bangles and that are causing this quantum entanglement and such, like, I have a feeling that's all going to yeah. tie in to what's going on with the rings as well. Yeah. Marvel's got a lot of loose ends and questions to fill in from things that they've kind of dangled out there in front of us yeah. and haven't fulfilled like okay you told us that uh, like two years ago what's going on with it you know like the uh, mm -hmm. uh, eternal stuff like how is all of this going to work together yeah I still trust them but it's time to give me a hint <laughs> yeah 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 i am just so that would be cool so ready i'm so ready um and and you know like you know you get that thanos moment at the end of avengers where like his you see his face or whatever for just a second um 
Oh yeah, the oh yeah. Like I, f- I know that Kang is the next big bad, but there's like well, at least that was the plan. Uh, who who I knows know. now? Who knows what they're gonna do? But I would really like to see like what are all these things leading to? You know, um, right? And they're 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 dropping them in in such a mysterious way, like these little tidbits. But it makes me wonder if, like, it's not Kang. Like, if there's always been a plan for there to be some other villain that they're going to face off with for Phase 5 or whatever, you know? Mm. I mean, there could be. It makes more sense for it to be Kang because there's been so many Kangs. Like, a Kang could have created that technology that created the rings, that created oh, for this sure. or that. for sure. It's an easy way to do it. Um, Absolutely. But now they might need to rethink that, and that would be interesting, having it be a different person. But does it make sense? Because Phase 6 is supposed to be with, like, Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars, but Phase 5 still has to happen. So, like, what if a lot of that stuff is leading toward whatever villain is the villain for Phase 5? It's kind of like Thanos mm-hmm. was uh, was eventually coming in Infinity War, but like Ultron was first. You know what I mean? Um, so like, right. if we're in phase, if we're the beginnings of Phase Two, we had no idea Ultron was coming. Um, and so maybe these little pieces that we're getting aren't don't have any. We we keep speculating they have something to do with Kang, and I think they do. But right. I'm just throwing it out there as a possibility. Like, what if in the last reel of um, the Marvels? We get those pieces put together, and then it reveals some <gasps> symbol. It's Mephisto. Yeah. No, it absolutely yeah. could be. Absolutely it's could Mephisto. Be. Well, why are we even doing Agatha the Coven of Chaos? Why are we even doing that, you know? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. That is not if, you know... a bad idea. It's really not. If, if like, Mephisto, um, like, like, all this sort of, you know, magical technology um, that we have and all these things, like, starts to come together and it turns out it's Mephisto. You know, he's I been planting it. the seeds or whatever. And that's the big bad for, for phase five, you know? Yes. Totally down. Yeah, I, I would be too. I, if the phase five is just science and magic, like, not that we haven't had that a lot, but, like, a full-on, like, science and magic thing, that'd be so fun. Yeah, it would. Because we have the alien and the secret war stuff, and we have, you know, uh, what's coming up? What, what is the show? I feel embarrassed that I can't remember the, the next show coming up. Secret Invasion coming up with all the scrolls, so we could have, like, scroll and alien stuff, and then magic stuff going on. And where's Doctor Strange? I don't know. Yeah. What's going on with him? Yeah, yeah cool. Mm. All right. Well, uh... How about, you know, I think it's time to close out, but just as a, yeah. as an ending, how about I tell you on the podcast what happened in Miles Morales? Uh, oh, yeah, sure. Because you don't, you're not going to watch it. And those those people, no. we, 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 we already did an episode. Me and Jay Scott already did an episode that will have already been in the feed. Um, so it, I'm just going to give a spoiler alert, and then I'm going to tell you some of the neat things they did in, uh, in Spider-Verse, since it's not something okay, you'll go see otherwise. Um, so if you, don't, if you haven't seen Spider-Verse yet, get out of here. Go to patreon.com slash mcucast, support the show. We really, honestly, we really fucking need it right now. <laughs> like we're, yeah, we really do. We're, we're, going through, we're going through a lot of changes in our... Help me, I'm poor. <laughs> we're going through a lot of changes in our uh, the structure of how we run our lives. Um, you know, Jeff moved out to L.A. and and has the big job, and both me and um, me and Ashley are moving uh, moving to much more expensive situations and trying to pour more effort into this into Stranded Panda. Better internet, so we can look at each other again. Yes, <laughs> I'm so excited that you're going to get better internet out there. Um, I know we had to stop using the Zoom video because her internet in the city was too bad. So um, out out in the country, she should have better internet. We're excited. Hopefully, yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, 
So, uh, you know, patreon.com slash mcucast. If, if you appreciate what we do here, you can join at that $5 level, and you're basically giving, like, 20 cents per episode. It's, like, such a small amount, um, and it really means a ton to us. So, uh, a ton. We, we appreciate you. Um, thanks to everybody who already is a patron. Yes, thank you, Pete. Like, this, we do this for you guys. We love it. Yeah, And for we real. love for real. all the feedback. Like, it's just so fun. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> Let's see. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna do a three, two, one, and I'm gonna yell a spoiler. So, <laughs> so you guys, give me a three, two, one. Come on, give me a three, two, one, Ash. But don't don't stick around if you don't want to be spoiled. I'm gonna spoil something. Okay, three, two, one. Donald Effin Glover as the Prowler. Oh, in live. Oh, in, that's cool. In live action. Wow. Okay, so that is it. That is quite the crossover. That is quite the crossover. <laughs> um, Interesting. It's very cool. So that's one thing. Uh, there's also a scene like they're talking about some of the multiverse shenanigans that are going on. Yeah. And oh no way! One of the characters. Uh, they're talking about how in the because the first movie, uh, Spider Verse, there was a big multiversal problem, and they all right. had to come together to fight Kingpin. Um, and stop right, right, the multiverse right. from being ripped apart or whatever. Um, in this one, they're they're kind of still putting the pieces together, and there's a character who is sort of functioning almost like the TVA. He's like going in and making sure the timelines are stable. Oh, cool! So it is crossing over with all this stuff. Anyway, that character says, "You started all this, Miles, with this whole the the your fight with Kingpin caused all this to start, and now I'm having to put I'm having to put all these timelines back together." And then he says, "And don't even get me started with Doctor Strange and that nerd." Oh no way! So they're kind of doing like what they did at the end of Venom, like they're really talking about these things are happening that's yes. so cool yes and speaking of venom there's a scene uh, where the villain of the movie can jump through multiverses there's a yeah. scene where he like pops up in into a different multiverse trying to explore the multiverse and he's in the shop where venom the venom shop owner that venom interacts yeah. with all the time oh and he cool. like gets to talk to her for a second that was very fun um that is funny it's just a bunch of stuff like that and oh my gosh i, I don't i almost don't want to tell you this part Maybe. Tell me. Okay. Uh, okay. So, uh, full spoiler alert, because I'm going to really spoil the plot of the movie. The big, <laughs> the big plot of the movie is that Miguel O'Hara, uh, I think that's his name, uh, Spider-Man 2099, is responsible for making sure that Spider-Man, like, the Spider-Man story throughout the multiverse stays intact. Because Spider-Man is an important character to making sure the multiverse stays intact. But what that means is his canon events have to stay the same. And so they have oh. this list of canon events that have to happen for every Spider-Man. And I'm going to get emotional thinking about it. Shut, shut, stop it, Matt. It's, stop it. Um, don't cry. Uh, don't cry. You can do this. So he, uh, he has to go through the timelines and make sure that Spider-Man always loses someone. <laughs> like stuff like that so it's like this thing of like he's not making those things happen he's just making sure that multiversal incursions don't save uncle ben right like that's okay like like there there there's an event in the movie where like uh one of the characters doesn't lose someone they're supposed to lose and their their universe starts falling apart 
Okay. And so yeah, I mean, then the story becomes makes- Miles Morales realizes what they're telling him when he finds out all this stuff that there's this He's gotta lose somebody. Like that his dad is going to die. Because one of the Ooh. things that uh that happens in the in all of versions of Spider-Man's story is the is the dad the chief or of, the parental the, the chief of police always dies. Um, it, it's always Captain Stacy or Captain of the Police always dies, and like it's one of the one of the events in in the Spider-Man mythos that's like formative. Hmm. And his dad is the okay. captain of the police, and so he realizes his his dad just got promoted, and his dad is the captain, and his dad is going to be the captain that dies in this movie, Oof. and so. Oof. The, but but the all the Spider-Men are like, but you can't save him. Like we can't let you save him, and they're trying to stop him from saving his own father. Um, oh wow! And so like it's really fucking good. <laughs> um, yeah, it's heavy. It's really heavy, um, and I love it. But the the um, when they show all of that stuff, when they show the like, uh, they they do this thing where they like, it's like a like almost like a holographic representation of all the different universes, you know? And it's showing, like, in every universe, uh, Spider-Man loses someone close to him and learns that, like, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. And it shows, like, Spider-Man in various, a bunch of versions of Spider-Man standing over someone who's dying. And when it does that, it shows... Uh, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, and it shows uh, Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. Um, it shows. It, oh no way! Yeah, like the actual like like you're looking through sort of these portal things, and you see um, like like an the comic version of them. You're saying no, or like a, a the actual animated? like footage from the movie. Oh, that's that even actually cooler. show like the actors from the 2000 Spider-Man movie, and he's like on the ground holding Uncle Ben's hand, you know. Wow, that's really cool. It's Good so cool. And then at one <laughs> at one point, they're so they're capturing people that are in the wrong timelines and sending them back to their timelines. And at one yeah. point, they walk through, and some of them are animated, some of them are live action. <laughs> That's very strange. One of, That's fun. It's know, like a it's cool world. Fucking Roger Rabbit, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cool world even before. Um, but uh, one of the ones they pass is the Prowler, and it's Donald Glover as the Prowler sitting in a little cage, and he's like d- talking to a. They're like, this is Aaron Davis, and he looks over because his his Aaron Davis, his his uncle died in the first one. He looks over, right. and they go, "Not your Aaron Davis." <laughs> and it's uh, it's the it's Donald Glover sitting there uh, being Donald Donald Glover, but he's in the full Prowler outfit, like the big mechanical cool. suit, and it's just like oh, oh my wow. gosh, love it, yeah, so fun, it's so fun. That's uh, so, a anyway, we did an episode on it where we talked about it, me and Jay Scotty, but uh, <laughs> well, sorry that we stole the thunder for two of the episodes. <laughs> Well, <laughs> like talking about it. No, yeah, I just wanted to hear your reaction, honestly, because I think yeah, it's that's so really cool, freaking cool. So, so cool. When we, you know what we're talking about in this episode, there's this um, announced, not announced. They're talking about a live action version of Miles Morales. So, it's like it could be that they're going to like use that multiversal connection and actually bring that Miles Morales, the one that like we all know from this. Uh, from that cartoon into the MCU, like especially if in if um, Beyond the Spider Verse, which is the next, the third in the series, if Beyond the Spider Verse, like it could end with him like entering the MCU or something, you know, it could end with some big like 
thing like that. Well, the name kind of gives that away, right? Beyond the, like, that sounds like they're going to go beyond what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. I like it. I like it. Because then I'll watch it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So- if they, I swear, I promise, I make this promise live in front of everybody. <laughs> if they make a live action one with it based off that same character, I will absolutely go back and watch them. Yeah, you should. You, it, they're, they're, they're also just really fucking good. And like... You can almost look at it as a different type of thing than animation because it's like. I mean, I did watch some of the first one, and I was like, Ugh. "Oh, gotcha." And even Nicholas Cage couldn't draw. I was like, <laughs> "I just, I just don't." It's too much cartoon stuff. I find my. I, I'm so sorry. I'm just totally sorry. understandable. Totally. Understandable. You know, some people like onions. Some people don't like onions. I don't like onions. <laughs> <laughs> but a connection, a connection we made as well. Um, they use a timeline. They show the timeline and it branching off, and it looks almost exactly like the timeline from Loki. Like the Sick. little branching is so good. They just like see that's what they need ugh. to do. Continuity. Yeah, there's all these computers that Miguel is using, and they all have kind of this orange tint to them, and it reminded me so much of the TVA. I was like, oh my gosh, cool. Um, anyway, it's cool. It's very cool. I love it. I also love. Well, it. that's what's good about Sony and Marvel having a good relationship. It's just uh, if they do this Miles Morales one, has that only been Sony involved with those? Um. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's just okay. Sony, but they're very good for Sony. Really, really good. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for letting me. That's cool. That was fun to, you know, it's always fun to tell somebody an amazing thing from a movie, but like, it's so rare to do because you don't want to spoil things, but I knew you wouldn't care. So there we go. Not at all. Um, yeah. And I want to know. So now I know why everyone's all excited. Yeah. That's the big stuff. Uh, that's the big crossover stuff. There's also just great stuff in the movie, but like, they show like... I think it's like something like 200 different Spider-Men or something like that. Oh. And so when they're in that, they call it HQ, Miguel's HQ, every Spider-Man from across the multiverse is like working there basically. <laughs> and so there's just tons of Spider-Men and there's like, there's literally ones from, oh, and when they pop up, they do footnotes, you know, in comic books, they have the little footnotes that pop up sometimes. Like yeah. if for more on this story, check out, this or whatever. That's very funny. They have footnotes that pop up at times to tell you like where different Spider-Men are from. Like, like oh my god, they have the Insomniac uh, video game Spider-Man, like the actual one from the game, and it popped up <laughs> and showed Insomniac 2020. Like, like, like little little footnotes and stuff. It's so it's so nerdy and so fun. That's awesome. And they had like I love it. the old school cartoon Spider-Man. They had um, my favorite. Yeah, it's great. Um. I'm trying to remember any others. Anyway, they, they just had every, every Spider-Man you can think of. They're all just piled in this movie. And I think the next one might do even more. Because there's definitely a few notable l- l- ones they left out or whatever. Mm. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Good for them. Good, that sweet, hot, wet continuity. Mm-hmm. Can I, it's, a, it's a cartoon. Am I allowed to say that? Sweet, hot, wet, tight continuity. <laughs> you know I love tight? it. Tight? <laughs> you, tight. Tight. Continuity's got to be tight. Got to keep it tight. It's got to be wrapped up. <laughs> Got to wrap up your continuity. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. <laughs> Love you guys. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. And a special thanks to all of our subscribers at patreon.com slash mcucast. You make this show possible. And a huge shout out to both. That's right. There's two of them now. Illuminati tier patrons, Walter Kreisky III and Lieutenant Bongo. Thank you, guys. If you want to find all of our fine Stranded Panda podcasts, go to strandedpanda.com. 
And for a video version, check out youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you want to take part in our live streams, go to twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv.